Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I just dropped the wife off at the airport, and, uh, so now I'm uh, heading home. All right. So uh, tell me this: uh, How important was family? In your decision, because I know you had multiple uh, opportunities. We have Elliot Friedman, by the way, uh, as a regular uh, every Friday on the show. He's coming up after you. And I know he reported a couple weeks ago about, you know, the potential of Buffalo and an option there. So I'm wondering, uh, you know, was was family a factor in terms of, you know, looking at some of the options that you had out there to uh, join other organizations? Uh, once yeah, you're t- you know, you know it, it certainly was. And for me, it, it got very difficult. Obviously, there's a lot of good you know, there's a lot of good people in this league, and uh, I, I did have uh, I had four NHL teams that uh, you know I kind of had to make some decisions, and uh, a big one certainly was factored uh, factored in was was family. You know, the other thing is just my familiarity with with Trent and, and Todd, obviously uh, going way back to our Saskatoon Blade days, and then uh, you know Trent and I are from the same same town in Hudson Bay, Saskatchewan, grew up. Uh, he's a little older than me, but um, certainly familiar with those guys. And then, you know, probably the biggest draw, though, is at, at, like any guy, you, you want to win. And uh, hmm. just just looking at, you know, our season uh, with Calgary last year and now joining uh, the Oilers, I think that uh, when I look back at all the situations, family, the, the, the staff I'd be working with, the people, the city, and then um, the chance to win. Yeah, um, you know the Calgary Flames also. They allowed this to happen. They could have said you you can go anywhere but Edmonton, but they didn't do that, did they? No, no, they didn't. And uh, you know, it's not typical in the league, Bob, that, that, that they do that. And uh, I think the relationships uh, at the higher levels, uh, certainly the GM and, 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 and above, the, it's a pretty cordial relationship. Meaning, there's a lot of competitiveness there, but we're also in the same province trying to do some good things here. Well, we've had players sort of cross that proverbial floor. And for the record, Glenn, I'm a battle uh, for Alberta, not the battle of Alberta guy. Like, I want to see both uh, the Alberta-based teams be successful. Uh, but it is a little bit unique. And uh, and maybe just the thought on, now you're an oiler, you were a flame. Yeah, well, it's a little different uh, for me because, uh, you know what, when you uh, get fired off the team and... Uh, really don't want to see them be successful so i'm not really i'm more of a battle of alberta okay Uh, and maybe that'll subside i know the dallas thing subsided uh you know maybe a couple years ago but um Right now, certainly where I'm sitting, uh, it's an Alberta. Todd McClellan made a point of referring to you kind of as a, for lack of a better phrase, a positive energy guy. And it is a different generation and a different time in terms of how we communicate with younger players. I think the ratio is four positives for every one negative in terms of a teaching tool. Uh, but how important, you know, and, and have you evolved and changed and maybe from your experiences dating back all the way to, uh, you know, when you were playing uh, junior hockey or in minor pro? Well, Jesus, going back to junior, uh, certainly was, uh, certainly it wasn't four to one back when I played junior. Right. Um, it was four to one the other way. Um, you know, I, I laugh and I, I say this to our coaching staff, that I think it's five to one for your wife. And for good. And then, uh, <laughs> in hockey, in hockey it's, it's not quite four to one. It's, it's, it's about three to one to two to one. But what I've really changed in, in, in my outlook is, and, and I learned from some really good guys, uh, you know, Mike Sullivan in Vancouver, Perry Fern, uh, who worked for Willie Desjardins. Um, you, 
get what you show. And so if you're showing the bad stuff and doing and saying the bad stuff all the time, you usually get that. And if you're, if you're more leaning to showing how things are done right, um, you, you're going to tend to gravitate that way. So that, that has changed, especially with this younger generation. Um, you know, it's, sometimes it's easy for us coaches to pick out the wrong, but it's better, I think, to reinforce the right. So, uh, you know, you, you mentioned the contributing factors to making the decision as to why Edmonton made sense. Maybe just a thought on going from coaching and uh, scheming and coming up with a, a game plan to attempt to neutralize, you know, a Connor McDavid type of player. And and now you're, you know, in the opposite where you're going to be part of a coaching staff that's trying to get the most out of the Oilers' high-end players because the, the team really struggled in one area, which none of us saw happen. I mean, the Oilers' power play uh, in 2016-17, Glenn was fifth, and it finished 31st last year, uh, which makes it remarkable that McDavid won the scoring race. That's never happened in NHL history since they started tracking power plays where the league scoring champion came from a, a team with the worst power play. But the, But the point I'm making here is, there is an opportunity to to even make the best player in the world and some of the better offensive players better here. Yeah, what you, what you're really trying to do with those top end guys, is, you know, first of all, um, if you're talking the power, play, a lot of stems from your five on five game too. If your if your top guys are feeling it and, and and they're feeling good, and then you put them in good positions on the power play, uh, that can get going. They can get really fickle as well as you can see these wild swings right from from uh, 5th to 31st, and, and I, I think what you want to do with the top of the guys, and it's always been uh, our philosophy um, and, and the coaches that I've worked with, is, is you want to put them in the best positions you can to get the best looks. And in order to do that, you give them some, some light structure. I always say the difference between penalty kill and power play is one, you know, penalty kill can be math and power play is, is art. Um, but you want to give them a little bit of structure so that they can get themselves in the positions to use their assets. You're a uh, former Western Hockey League player yourself. Uh, you've got contacts in the Saskatchewan. What do you know about Manny uh, Vibrios? I know that he was probably, when I was uh, a young guy, and, and Trent can attest to this probably better than I can, uh, one of the most dynamic offensive defenseman uh, of his time in the uh, in junior so just just a really offensive uh, guy and had the you know I, I, I got to watch him play it's been a long time but had the rules been the way they are now um, I think it would have been a lot different story for Manny yeah he would have been making 50 million over a 15 year yeah. career instead of playing over in Klagenfurt in uh, Austria uh, yeah. what, what is it about the water in Hudson's Bay Saskatchewan with you and Trent Yanni uh, you know what I don't know I don't know um, just uh, maybe we all wanted to get out a little bit or you know I don't know we we had good people in that town that uh, I know his mom and dad I've known them all my life but they're just, they're just good people up in that area and and uh, hopefully that uh, that rubs off on him and I. Maybe not so much him, but it rubbed off on me maybe a little bit. You know what they say when you're in Alberta, you never go wrong hiring somebody from Saskatchewan because they've always got their hard hat on. Uh, we're joined by Glenn Gullitson. Glenn, a uh, couple more for you. Uh, significant coaching influences for you in the embryonic stages of your uh, hockey career. Who were some of the people that really helped, uh, helped you and, and helped make you who you became as a coach? Oh, geez. I... A lot young, and then, you know, I remember playing for Kelly McCrimmon uh, and Brandon. 
kind of a real hard guy, really pushed you to your limits. He never really uh, respected it until you grow, you, you got older and you realized what he was trying to teach you, trying to get you to mature a little bit. Lauren Mulliken, I thought, was just a fantastic motivator. Um, you know, I, I worked for, for some tacticians, uh, Brent McEwen and, and Yoki Allen, who's the coach of the Finnish national team for many years play for him in Europe. They, I thought they were fantastic guys that way. Um, you know, uh, Guy Godowski, Penn State, had a, you know, how to treat people. Uh, but, you know, a couple that stick out recently. Terry Pern, boy, taught me a lot in Vancouver. Mike Sullivan and I had hours of, uh, of tape discussion and, and, and taught me a lot about the game. Uh, and John Tortorella, I think Willie Desjardins is one of the best motivators out there. Um, so I, I've, I've had influences from, I, I've been very fortunate to have influences from a lot of guys. Right now, some of our listeners are rolling their eyes because I've only mentioned that Guy Godowski was my midget double-A center about 8,000 times on the show over the last 15 years. So uh, there you have it. And, of course, Brent McEwen did a fine job at the University of Saskatchewan and uh, worked for the Kings organization most recently. Glenn, uh, one final one for you. You and Todd McClellan spent some time um, in Saskatoon and in Humboldt immediately following uh, the conclusion of the regular season for both teams on the Saturday night. And uh, you guys flew in on the Sunday. Um, and that is something that has touched everybody literally across the world. I, I, if you could maybe just quickly speak to, uh, you know, for I think for Todd, it was a bit of a, uh, you know, a, a form of catharsis, you know, it was a, a unique experience. Can you maybe just shed some light on that for us? Yeah. You know what? It was it was something that you're really nervous about doing um, because you don't know what to say, or, and, and there's nothing really you can say other than really being, you know, what I realized in that experience is just being a human, giving some compassion and, 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 and an ear, and maybe five minutes of relief to talk hockey is, is the weapon we really had going in there. And um, but you're not really sure, but um, it, it was it was just it was a very emotional thing. Um, and like I said, I wasn't sure what we were, you know, what to do or say, but you just let the human component take over. And um, just still, I still think about that all the time. I had a couple friends um, uh, whose sons were in that accident. Scott Thomas is one of them who I played junior with. And mm-hmm. Scott, he was a good friend of mine. We graduated together. And, and um, you know, just I, I, I credit Todd because, you know, he spearheaded that um, and we went in there. But, it just puts perspective any of those situations you know we come out of an nhl season here's two nhl coaches you know at that time we're not sure you know what's going to happen in our futures and you put all your effort into something and and it doesn't turn out the way you want and then you go into a situation like that and it really puts you back with your feet on earth pretty quickly 